Jeremy Ross and welcome to Gold Stocks Podcast. Uh, today we have Andy Bowering, CEO of Prime Mining. Um, with Golden Stocks Podcast, we're here to bring you opportunities that the public really doesn't know about just yet. We call them hidden gems. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking to Andy and finding out opportunities that we can find out more about the company and invest alongside Andy and, and more or less reap benefits moving forward with Andy's progress. When did you go public, Andy? Last August, yeah, August last year, so about eight months ago. About eight months ago. So I remember that time, you actually saw this opportunity before anybody else. I did. We put this deal together uh, almost a year and a half ago. And, and uh, yeah, it, was, it looked like it was time to trade the gold space. It really looked like gold was, you know, gold had been hovering around that 1250 mark for three or four years. And there was just so much pain in all the miners and all the explorers that, that you had to be at a bottom. Right. And, um, and yeah, I mean, we came in, it was 1250 gold, and well, look what's happening now. So, yeah. So, on Prime Mining, I mean, you've had many successes. Your last previous company was Millennial Lithium. You grew that from what, 15 cents to $4 a share? I think it was a $300 million market cap at one point. Yeah, close, 15 cents to 480 at its peak, uh, over a 400 million market cap. And, you know, even today sits with about 100 and. I don't know, about 100 million market cap and 25 million cash in the bank and full DFS and just looking for the 400 million going to production now. And, and then before that, you had another discovery, Pinnacle Mines, you're able to grow that to over a million ounces up in the Golden Triangle. Yeah, a million and a half ounces in pit, smaller, but uh, but bought by Ascot. Now uh, that'll probably be their first mill feed at Premier. Yeah, excellent. Well, why we're here today, more or less, is more talking about prime mining. Um, I believe, I mean, this is one of those undervalued assets. You, like you said you set out about a year and a half ago to look for an asset like this where you thought it was time to get into the gold space and in doing so i mean i don't think you could have timed it any better as you have i mean you went out to i believe it was you looked for like walk us through what you were exactly looking for before you actually purchased this asset so we were looking for something that had a lot of money spent on it had a lot of good valuable work done to it but something that had been beat up by the markets over the years and you know, a lot of times, so what happened to me one time years ago, I was in the iron ore space as well. And we took a company from 2 million market cap to 150 million market cap on the biggest iron ore discovery in Canada in 50 years. And um, we were looking for that big takeout at $5 a share and, and a, you know, on this billion dollar takeout. And unfortunately, we missed it by six months. Right. The company that got taken out was... Um, was consolidating Thompson and got taken out by Cliffs and we were six months behind them, but we just missed the timing on that. And But I realized um, timing's everything in these markets. And and Los Reyes, I was a shareholder of Monero Alamos, uh, have been since 2015, knew of their three assets, knew of Santana, Fortuna, and Los Reyes, and, and uh, realized that Los Reyes was not getting any appreciation from them. They weren't spending any money on it. So I reached out to Doug to see if it was for sale. And, uh, and he said, yeah, and Los Reyes was one of those assets that had a lot of work done on it in the 90s, mm -hmm. went all the way to PFS. And unfortunately, gold fell to sub $300 at that point in time. The, the company that had it, Northern Crown, went bankrupt, and the asset got shelved. So again, timing's everything. Timing's everything. Same thing happened all the way through the 2000s. Nothing happened with it. Then gold went to 1900 US dollars in 2011 company that had it, Vista, who was working on a bigger asset, decided to spend some money on it. Spent some more money on it, did some more drilling, and then gold dropped $350, 
And the upshot of that was that they ended up shelving it. Then they sold it. The company that bought it, Mayor Alamos, held onto it for four years, paid the property payments on it, but didn't do any work on it because they're focused on something else. Well, they have two other projects, correct? They do. Yeah. They're, they're, they're miners. They're yeah. going to put Santana into production. No offense or buts. Great story. Yeah. But this was sitting quietly, getting no value for them. So we picked it up, bought it for cash, gave them some stock, and, and we took control of it. Now, $20 million has been spent on this property today, correct? Has. And how much did you spend to acquire this property? We, uh, we've cut a deal to buy it for $6 million U.S. cash. We've paid four and a half of that. We have a million and a half remaining, and we owe that October 2021. Okay. We've since put about a million dollars into the ground in exploration, and now we've announced what's significant. I mean, we've, we've announced a... An in-pit, very conservatively um, engineered, in-pit resource of 833,000 ounces measured and indicated gold equivalent and another 270,000 ounces inferred gold equivalent. Most of those ounces are recoverable. Right. And and that resource is calculated at low recoveries and at a gold price of 1320. Now, engineers won't let you calculate it at today's gold price, but at today's gold price, it's ridiculous what that project is worth. So when you first found this project, it had around, what, 250,000 ounces in pit, would you say was recoverable when you purchased this asset? Yes. Yeah, it had a historical resource of 530,000 ounces, 600,000 with silver counted in as gold equivalent, as a global, but an in pit, yes, of about 250,000 ounces only. So... About let's say to say twelve to eighteen months ago, you picked us the asset asset up for around six million dollars. You went out to raise what six million, and you ended up raising, I believe, nine million. We did. Million oversubscribed. Yes. And then within the last twelve months, you're being able to grow this asset from basically two hundred fifty thousand ounces measured and indicated in pit to now close to nine hundred thousand ounces in less than twelve months. It did if you include the inferred to to one point one million ounces. And you know one of the things that was very evident from the beginning is that the four hundred ninety three drill holes that were put into it were all put in on the side of these ridges, nobody did any service work at the top. Mm. So most of the model of those ounces was modeled as an underground uh, resource. They weren't carried to surface when you when you calculate, well, first of all, calculating gold resources is actually estimation and you have areas of influence around drill holes and around trenches and around known, known occurrences, but you have to wireframe all that out and the upshot of it was that, that the previous resources were not carried all the way to surface because nobody ever did any consistent coordinated surface trenching program on the property. We recognized that right away. Mm. We knew that they came to surface, it looked like they came to surface and it looked like they were wider and bigger and than, than the models indicated. As a result of doing all that work over the last six months, we were able to show that those resources do stretch from surface down. And the, the crazy thing is here, you were able to grow this resource three, three and a half times the size in less than 12 months without even putting a drill hole in the ground, correct? Yeah, yeah and, and we didn't really grow it. It was always there, mm. just nobody knew it. Right. Nobody knew it. The guys that knew it the best were the guys in, in Northern Crown in the 90s. They had done a lot of work on it. They put in 380 drill holes. They did all the map work. They did all the engineering studies. They took it right to PFS in 1998. Yeah, they knew. But they the problem knew. was, again, timing's everything. Timing's everything. Dropped, my gold dropped over three, 300 an ounce. That's right. And obviously no one could get financed and the project had to go to the wayside. Yeah, look at the you know look at the timing now. Like if we tried, if we reached out to uh, to Darren and Doug at Venera Alamos and tried to buy this now from six million dollars, we would not, not a chance. chance. Yeah, gold yeah. is almost five hundred dollars more an ounce. There's just not a chance. We'd be paying twenty. We'd be paying the same amount of money that we paid for this whole thing to get a one percent royalty on it right now. 
you know, what, actually, I remember this. One of the things that I remember you, when you were looking for this asset, you wanted to basically find an asset that ticked off all the boxes. And in doing so, you actually assembled probably one of the best world-class teams in order to actually look at this asset, take it on, and actually help you grow it too. So can you tell us a little bit about the company, um, company's management and, and uh, people you've actually brought to the table? Sure. Uh, well, at the top of the list, we've got our executive chair, Dan Coons, and, and, and Dan... Dan's had a storied career in the, in, he's a mining engineer, uh, accounting background. Dan was the CEO of Ivanhoe Mines, a multi-billion capped company, uh, CEO of MK Gold, built Castle Mountain in California, built American Girl, built mines all over the planet, runs an engineering firm out of Boise, Idaho, and, uh, and a, just a first-class uh, executive. In addition to Dan, uh, Greg Liller is our COO. Greg's a geologist. Uh, Greg's claim to fame, I guess, would be uh, he was a discovering geologist at Ocampo, which was Gammon Gold's 2 million ounce gold mine. Uh, he was there from the first discovery hole all the way through its, its exploration, its development, and then its production of 12,000 tons a day open pit and a couple thousand tons a day underground. And uh, Greg's fluent in Spanish. Greg spends two weeks every month on site in Mexico. Uh, you know, Greg worked up the street at Magistral, which is now part of the um, McEwen Mining Complex. And, uh, and, and Greg had his eyes on Los Reyes in the 90s. Oh, well. Yeah, and so knew it well. Knew it well when I showed it to him and said, you want to come join the team? He was really excited. Uh, and Dan did a lot of homework. He had his whole team ripped us apart a year ago and, and uh, couldn't wait to get involved. And, you know, everybody just saw that, that what was there. And, and now, of course, we're picking up some of the amazing operators out of Mexico that, that have been involved in, uh, in, in mining and exploration in Mexico for years and years and years. They've been part of the previous teams that have built these things down there. And so, you know, collectively, we've got a group that have, that have built 15 mines uh, around the world over the last 30 years. And well, let's talk about that. You have Dan Coons that just recently just sold his last company for 250 million on US Geothermal. Yeah. You know, you also have Dan Coons as one of the founders with uh, Robert Friedland that really grew Ivanhoe to what it is today, a $4 billion company. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have Greg Lillard that's actually probably put into production, what, close to what, 10, 10 mines around Mexico? Yeah, 7 10, million 10, ounces of gold. Yeah, and so I don't know how many million ounces of silver. Yeah, but yeah. yeah that's huge. Yeah, and uh, one of the other interesting things too is that uh, Dan was the founding director of Chesapeake Gold. Now, he has since left Chesapeake just because he's focusing on what we're doing. But uh, Chesapeake's only, their Matadi's property is about 90 kilometers away, and they've been operating there for 17 years. And so Dan was very familiar with the region. Dan was able to get us tight with the local community very quickly, was able to introduce... Uh, you guys are fast-tracking this process. Fast-track right? everything. Yeah. You know, we got to deal... One of the things that has to happen everywhere that you explore and mine is you need to have a you need to have surface access rights from whoever has those rights. In Canada, we usually have to deal with First Nations, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, anyway, Mexico, you need to have the deal with the Ejido. And the Ejido is a communal group that has the rights. And it can take months to years to get agreements with those um, groups. Uh, we were able to have a meeting with them two days after we went public. We had a verbal agreement. That week, uh, a couple months ago, we announced a 30-year deal with them on developing this thing all the way through. Like, it just the value of the people in your company it just cannot be understated. And, and, and as much as Prime has a world-class asset, 
it's got a world-class team. No offense or buts. No, absolutely. And that's what really makes these companies successful. Now, talking about this, you got now 1.1 million ounces. It measured in any Caden, around 260,000 ounces of inferred, correct? So close enough. 855,000 ounces measured in any Caden, which is in pit which is measurable, which is basically recoverable. Which is recoverable. So let's talk about the, the economics on that. I mean, really, what are you valuing Prime at with, with ounces in the ground? Uh, if you go look at all the research that's been done by by the by Canaccord, by Haywood, um, by Echelon, by the groups that measure a lot of the junior and intermediate and senior miners and, and give them values for their ounces in the ground, the numbers are somewhere between 40 US and $75 US an ounce for in, in pit oxide mineable ounces. Um, and so given our, I'll just call it a million ounces, you know, that's somewhere between 40 million and 75 million US in value is what this company's theoretically worth right now. What's the valuation right now on Prime? Twenty-five million. Twenty-five million. So right now, just with what we have in the ground, we're looking at around a two to three time lift from where we're trading at right now. We think so. Just based on simple economics, based on what we have in value. We think so. We're extreme. We think we're extremely undervalued, and we're not under any pressures to make any payments. We we have we have operating cash in the bank. We can see this whole the whole year through without having to go to the markets for any money. And I guess the best part about this is that there's a lot of upside. You know, the, the one thing that's really stood out at Los Reyes is, yeah, it's got a big resource. There's a lot of gold there and a lot of silver. But most importantly, only 40% of the known structures have been explored systematically. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, there's there's 17 and a half kilometers of strike and only seven and a half kilometers of them have been drilled. Not only that, it's only been drilled to 200 meters in depth. Some of these systems- You're still on the oxides, right? You haven't even still in the oxides. No yeah. idea if there's any sulfides there yet. Yeah. yeah. Some of these systems go to a kilometer deep and this has only been drilled to two. Maybe there's the odd hole that went to 220 meters, but, but predominantly 200 meters. So it's open at depth. It's open along strike. And there's all sorts of new structures that have yet to be touched. So, so big blue sky. Run us through the. What's I mean, really? When I looked at your guys' deck within what two or three months ago, you, you, your your more, your mantra was you could be in production with a 30, 30 million dollar, basically capex with production in twenty four months. Now, has that changed? Are you still going down that road? Or are you now because of the million ounces? Are you going to look to actually grow this thing bigger and then go for the blue sky and add you know two to three million ounces? And, and, and if that's the case. Does it have the potential for two to three million ounces? A few questions there. Yes. Yes, things have changed. Now that there's a million ounces, our original plan was, hey, this is low-hanging fruit. We know there's a half a million ounces there. We know we can build a heap leach operation for about 30 million, start recovering gold, pay it back in about six or seven months, and, and then it will cash flow for several years after that. That was the original plan. But keep in mind, when you build mines like that, you only get back 70-some-odd percent of the gold. On the heap leach. On the heap leach, and only 25% of the silver. On a smaller resource, you're not really throwing that much away. But the minute that someone tells you, hey, this is a million ounces, recoverable gold. Now, when you look at those recovery numbers, you go, wow, wait a minute. If we do this, we're going to end up leaving 200 something thousand ounces on a leach pad that no one's ever getting. Right. And 200,000 ounces on a leach pad is $320 million worth of gold at the current rate. Like that's a lot of money just yeah. to leave lying yeah, around, right? Now, granted, yeah. there's cost to get it, but yeah. But even, even the profits on that's probably still 100 million. So now you have to look at, is there a better way to recover the gold? And of course, we know from the PEA that was done by Vista in 2012-2013 that you can get 95% of the gold and 75% of the silver if you run a full grind CIL. CIL. Right. Uh, but that's about $100 million capex. 
but now you're getting most of the gold. So, you know, the, the, the mines that have been built in the past by Dan and by Greg usually end up with a heat bleach and a CIL. You run both. And right. You run your high grade through a CIL and your low, lower right. cutoff grade the through yeah. the heat bleach. Um, that's now the case. Like, we know now that this thing has to be built as a much bigger operation. But so before you go engineer that all out, why do it for a million ounces if it can be two million? Right. So it really, it really um, behooves us to, to spend that money right now to throw a five or six million dollar drill program at it to see is it two million ounces or is it four right we we know that it's going to be a well we know the global right now if you throw all the bits and pieces together there's i don't know 1.6 1.7 million ounces global that's not economically measured that's just all the gold and silver that's there um on the 40% that's been explored. Right. But as I said earlier, it's open in every, not every direction, it's open at depth. It's open along strike. There's all the structures that haven't been drilled. Uh, and there's some underground resources that we know about. It needs to be drilled off. We've determined that a 50 to 65 hole program, that's about a $5 million cost, with about a half a million dollar metallurgical program attached on, uh, will, um, will give us a better indication as to whether it's two million ounces or is going to be bigger than three. Right. Now, yeah, that won't get you to the end. You're going to have to do some big infill program that's $25 million after right. that. Yeah, yeah. But, but we're going to determine now whether this thing is a one million ounce, it can be a two million ounce, or it can be a multi-million so, ounce deposit. So really, this is basically de-risked. You have a hedge where you can actually just go the quick root or the low-hanging fruit and just basically take the high-grade ounces or the low-grade for that matter, put them on a heat leach pad, you know, leach them and then obviously sell them to concentrate and then get the capital and get the get the cash flow coming in. Yeah, yeah you know, there's always... If you, if you wanted to, but then you also have the blue sky now. Of, so you have the blue sky of the potential of two to four million ounces, but you also have the you know, quick, fast track to production, or you actually have more prove the ounces out uh, and then actually go to a CIL plan and really get what the value of this property is really worth. Yeah, we, we'd refer to that as optionality. Yeah. So you have a choice. You you could take this to production right now. You, we could go do a pre-feasibility study on it right now on the 833,000 ounces measured and indicated yeah. uh, or a PEA and include the inferred. We could do that and then we could run it through feasibility and the numbers will come out great and you could move it ahead as a really nice open pit heat bleach oxide mine with a secondary circuit of, of a grind and gravity and then either agglomerate the pulp and throw it on the leach pad or actually a full CIL plant. We could do that, but at the same time, we can go spend five or six million dollars right now and really see how big it's gonna be. The downside, and mining's a risky venture, not not every mine works, but but but, but good mines are very successful. This can be a very good mine. Our downside's minimized. We know that there's a mine ready to go there. We're not risking anything. We know there's a million ounces there now that we can go get. You feel safe, you can breathe. 100%, now, right? yeah. 100%. You're now bankable, you're now, people will throw you money, they'll give you money, it's now, now you actually like, now you can breathe at night and sleep at night. So we haven't talked about, you know, how much money I have into this, but I have a lot of my own money into this deal. And um, I'm really comfortable now that there's a bid on this thing. It's not going away. Like, look what, I mean, look what we've just experienced in the world right now. We just watched a third of the um, market capitalization of all the major stock exchanges around the world disappear. Wiped out. Gone. Gone. Bond funds just slashed to, to wholesale prices. Like, 
negative interest rates. Negative right? interest yeah. rates. And so, I mean, things have actually got really, really bad right now. And we got a bid on our stock. I don't know, 35% better than where we underwrote it last August. And, 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 and we're extremely valued. Well, you know, I want to stop you there. Let's, let's go into talking where the markets are right now. And where do you think gold is going? I mean, really, we're seeing a huge upswing now in the prices. But do you think, like, where, where do you see the next, let's say, 12 to 24 months for, for gold? Higher. I, I don't know where, um, where it's going. But gold, um, you know, I, it's kind of strange because I'm the CEO of a gold mining company, but I'm I'm not really a I'm not really a, a gold bull, or I'm just yeah. you know what I'm not one of those guys out there that's going to tell you gold's going to be twenty five thousand dollars or something like that. I don't know. What I do know is it's going higher. It's going a lot higher. People like to hold it. People like to use it as a store of value. People like to. Um, <laughs> hang on to it for the safety that it brings. And we're in a very scary time mm-hmm. regarding world economics, the current pandemic, a lot of things. And basically we're bringing back the value of gold. That's what really what's happening. It seems, these, these turbulent it seems to be coming back. You know, yeah. it's had, a, it's had spikes along the way, but the gold, the gold trade looks very strong right now. It really does. And, and look, this, this asset will make money at 1250 gold, right? It will make lots of money at 1250 gold, but, in the current, um, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's, this thing's gonna be yeah, a yeah. rich mine, a rich, yeah. rich mine. And uh, but first of all, we'll just see how big it is. And I don't know. I think here's what I think. I think that if if gold does break that old high, and it was in 2011, and it was about 1,940 dollars US an ounce. Gold has already broken its all-time high in every other currency on the globe, except for the U.S. dollar, because the U.S. dollar is so strong. It, it's that one safe haven everybody goes to. Um, when gold breaks that 1940 high, who knows where it goes? That's going to bring a lot of other interested people to the party. I would say, would you say we're absolutely in a bull, bull market right now for gold? For sure. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. For you sure. had the marijuana cycle in 2018. You had the lithium energy metals sector in, in 2017. Seems like 2020 and, you know, the near future seems to be the gold market. We're in the gold cycle. Yeah. I know that from talking to lots of investors, brokers, and and, and people that operate in my industry, in venture capital industry. They're all, look, I got to get a gold deal. I got to get a gold deal. Well, you know what? That's not the time to get a gold deal. The no. time to get a gold deal is when no one wants one, like Absolutely. we did a year ago. That's yes. when you get them. That's when you buy them far, cheap. Look how far advanced you've moved this company in the last 12 months. Yeah. 250,000 ounces yeah. measured and indicated to over 900,000. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't buy this yeah. asset. No, no way. And assets are hard to get. And yeah, we're in a gold market, without a doubt. And I think that uh, I, I've made good money in the gold trade before. I, I knew it was, I, or felt it was time to do it again. And I'm, I don't know, I'm excited. I, I really think. I, I want to go back to something that you said earlier that, you know, when you found this asset and the price tag was $6 million, you actually stood up and actually put up your own money to actually put the down payment on this asset, didn't you? I did. Uh, yeah, the the timing was so short for Monero Alamos. It, it, times have been really tough. You know, yeah. they tried their roll up strategy in 2015. The market was bad through 16, 17, 18. They were and 19, and they were running out of money. They had 1.8 million Canadian in the bank, yeah. and they had a million and a half US payment to make on it in 30 days. Right, and that's when we cut the deal. 
And uh, I put up a million dollars and two of my friends put up a half a million and we made the $2 million payment ourselves to get control of this asset. That's what it took. And then subsequent to that, we put a lot of money in. Uh, um, I have over $4 million Canadian dollars into Prime. And, so you, yeah, um, you're heavily invested. So you heavily heavily yeah. invested, yeah. and I, uh, I just, I, I, I know I'm in the right place. You don't take a salary either, do you? I don't take a salary. Don't accrue a salary. I, uh, I have a big equity stake, and uh, and and, uh, and I'll get a big victory just holding on to that. And so, not taking a salary allows me to keep the pencil sharp for everybody else that I'm negotiating with, you know? Well, you know what, let's, let's go into, you know, where you're at right now. I mean, how much capital do you have right currently in the, in the bank? We have uh, just under a million dollars. Okay, and that gives you to, what's your run rate on that? That'll last, we can make that last through this year. All right, and we're, so we're in a bull market. You have the best management team or best technical team behind you. You know, you have, a, you know, the CEO yourself that has up to $4 million of his own capital invested into this company, skin in the game. And we're now in that trend where we're seeing, you know, everyone now looking for a gold deal of which you already <laughs> jumped, you know, ahead of the queue by looking at this 18 months ago and being able to actually implement your plan of action ahead of everybody else. And so what's the next 12 months hold for uh, Prime Mining? Where, where do you see Prime Mining and what's, what are the next steps? Well, our crews are working in the field now. We're still continuing to do surface work. We're evaluating targets. As I said, we want to drill and prove up more ounces. So we're evaluating all the drill locations, continuing to get surface work done. And sometime in the next three months, I'm going to presume that we're going to start drilling on the property. Now to do that, we're going to need to raise some money. Mm. And so that's our predicament, I'll call it right now. And, you know, we think that this thing's, we think that Prime is very undervalued and shareholders have been very patient and good with us so far. We do not plan to dilute them down by doing some poor financing right now. But you must have a lot of people knocking on the door now that you came up with this new main resource. We're under CA with a couple of, uh, with an intermediate gold producer and with a pretty strong mine building group. Uh, others are asking. Um, we will strike here at some point. I doubt that you will see a retail financing. I doubt that you'll see a financing with, with a bunch of funds. We're going to get a strategic, get a strategic yeah. financing. Yeah. What we'd like is one or two shareholders. Right. You know, there's a, several of us in the company that will pass the hat around and put a million in or two million in if that's what we need to keep yeah. moving along. We'll do right. that, right? Until the times are right. But, but we're looking for an attractive, the, just the attractive shareholder, the right price, the right shareholder, the same plan as we do to grow the company. When when we get that person and they tick all the boxes and say, yeah, I'm in, we're going to, we'll do the deal. So right now you're trading around $25 an ounce in the ground based on your market cap, correct? You have an enterprise value of around 22, 23 million? That's right. And so what I find interesting here is this is why we're here at Golden Stocks is more or less to give, you know, bring our investors opportunities to actually get in at the ground floor before the Main Street really finds out about them. For what you've done in the last 12 months or 18 months to put this together, triple the resource, and you're now still trading at $25 an ounce in the ground where really the par value is anywhere from $50 to $75 an ounce. And that's really where you know golden uh, stocks are bringing opportunities like pine mining to investors to really get in on the ground floor so they can actually make some money here and ride this bull with you, I guess. 
Sure. Well, I just think, you know, one month ago, we were trading around 60 cents, uh, hadn't even announced a resource to the market. Before the COVID, yeah. Before COVID, and all of a sudden COVID happens, and there's a reset all around the world. We're back at 40 cents, and, and now we've announced a million ounces and or, or more. And That's crazy. 60 cents prior, no, no resource, no. pre-COVID. No. Now, post-COVID, million ounces, trading at 40 cents. I know. See, but that's the opportunity, and that's where we want to bring golden stock to people and let them know about opportunities like this based on world-class management teams and obviously success in, in the mining game. I, I've been I've been in this business for 30 years. I've run my own drilling company for almost 20 years, and I can tell you that right now, with sitting on what we have at Prime, the group behind it, the asset behind it, the market conditions, this is the best opportunity that I've had in my lifetime. Wow, that says a lot. Yeah. You've had multiple successes. I mean, you've had Pinnacle Mines, you had the Iron Ore deal, and you had Lithium, oh, you your last one to four dollars a share. What's the mar- what did that grow from? Fifteen million dollar market cap to four hundred million? Went from three million market cap when we first started to four hundred something million. And you feel that this prime mine could be even bigger than Millennial? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, here, you know, this is why we're bringing these opportunities to Golden Stocks. And, uh, I mean, really, going forward here, I mean, just can you give us a little premonition of what you see, let's say, within the near term, next three months, next quarter? We're going to go, you know what, stock's going to trade higher here at some point. I just, I feel like it will. There's a pent-up demand for these gold stocks as we come out of this financial crunch and this reset due to the pandemic. Um, companies with strong assets and strong teams that have shown leadership through all this are going to going to be the first to go. Prime will trade higher. We will we will complete a strategic financing. We will start that drilling off. There will be some. I'm sure you know what, where there is gold, you find more. There, we will get some good drill holes. The market will like that. Well, you have and, tremendous blue sky. I mean, the blue yeah, sky is there. I mean, but. What? So- Somewhere along the way, this thing's gonna get, it, it won't yes. be in my hands forever. Someone else is gonna. At the end of the day, the cream always rises to the top. You have an undervalued asset that's proven that it's actually a value, a higher valued asset. And now that's the opportunity for people watching this podcast to be able to actually see what's happening, what's going on, and get in from the horse's mouth more. more yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, Prime's been pretty quiet, and uh, and that's gonna change. I think, I think things are gonna get. Um, a lot more exciting. Excellent. Okay, Wallace and Andy, thanks for coming thanks out to and sit down with us. And here at Golden uh, Stocks, we'll uh, keep you all posted. Thank you very much. Thank you.